Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Well, hello, Kat. Hello there. How are you? I'm excited. And you know, one reason I'm super excited. Why? We just got on with no technical problems. <laughs> there, there is a first time for everything. <laughs> oh, I mean, what a way to start out this, you know, after the holidays. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I think, well, first of all, it's been a ton of time since we saw each other. Yep. Second of all, we have had the holidays crossover, which puts us into the new year. So now we can say we've been podcasting for even more years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the heart chakra, which we both love to talk about, but we're talking about it more as it pertains to love and relationships. Whoa. Yeah. And it's going to be airing on the day before Valentine's Day. So what a better thing to talk about. Right? Absolutely. Well, I think both you and I have had experience in the love and relationship category. Oh, yeah. Positives and negatives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's no right or wrong. Mm -mm. Yep. We, we will not judge. We will not offer any marital advice. Well, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we will try and keep it in the in the form of, I think we alluded to it in the conversation we were having before we even got on, you know, recording today is being mindful to be able to speak about what you need, honestly, without raising your voice or being defensive or being angry or e being able to say, hey, I love that you do A, B, and C, but I really need for you to do D and maybe even be so open and vulnerable that you're saying, I really actually need D even more than I need A, B, and C. So mm -hmm. you can even throw those away and not spend your time doing that because I would really appreciate if you would spend your time doing D. Mm -hmm. But yeah. those are hard conversations yeah. sometimes. They're very hard. And I think with age and maturity and experience, they're easier because as we were talking about when we were in our 20s we did not openly talk about things like that but as we've passed 30 and 40 <laughs> it is and, much easier and, and. <laughs> no, it's just a lot easier to know who you are yeah. and so you have to know who you are and you have to love yourself before you can expect or have any expectations from a relationship and so many times I mean I've been talking a lot the past couple of months especially before the during the holidays about the heart chakra and how if you can't truly love yourself, you can't love others. And so when you can't love yourself, you set the bar really low for relationships. Yeah, completely. And I think you know, your point about when we were young, it's maybe not <laughs> even, <laughs> I'm still young. But. I know, I'm still young too. But when we were younger, Gur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe what was maybe what came to my mind wasn't so much that I wasn't saying it, 
but I wasn't saying it well. And I wasn't saying it without a lot of heavy emotion attached to it. And a lot of times it was reactive as opposed to being a little bit more objective to it and being able to say that that hurts me. And I, I don't want to let it continue to a point of resentment or, you know, whatever it is. Or I really love when you do that one thing, but just being able to be open to the conversation without being, and I'll use the word dramatic because I feel like I can, you know, go towards that, especially if I'm super excited or super passionate about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you should see, right? (laughs) And so I think a lot of times in those conversations that I would have back then, It's not that I was a drama queen, but I could be very dramatic about it. Now, as it opposed, as we approach Valentine's Day, right? And this episode is going to air in time for people. We're not saying tomorrow for Valentine's Day, you give your significant other a card and say, happy Valentine's Day. Now I need X, (laughs) Y, and Z from you. But instead, you know, be a little bit more open with your heart, a little bit more available with your heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully that becomes a form of reciprocation. And that's exactly what I was going to say, because it's easy to get the strength and the inner desire to express what you want and you need, but you have to be open to listening to what your partner wants and needs. And it's not even just romantic relationships either. It's all relationships in your lives, you know, and every one of us want to be loved. We all want love in our lives. We all want healthy, loving relationships. And, and that's not just romantic loving relationships. That's all of them. And it's just, it's a human human desire, we seek that. So, you know, there are a lot of ways that we can reach out to attract more love to our lives and to kind of build up and strengthen the love that's already in our lives. Yeah. And also be mindful too that quality and like what makes good quality love. And we talk about the five love languages, which is, you know, lots of people have heard of this and lots of people are familiar and lots of people already know their love language and probably already know their significant other's love languages too. And if you don't investigate it, Mm -hmm. because it does make a difference to be able to say, Hey, okay, I know for me that I love this, but I also know for my spouse that he actually does much better if I approach it through his love language than if I approach it through my love language. Mm -hmm. And so there's also that keen intelligence of it's listening, but it's also being willing to meet them on their mat. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if it's your kids or your parents, your siblings, or whatever the relationship is. And then also that other big good love quality is loving without strings attached it's not with what am I going to get out of this and I'll only love you if or if only you would do that and or because strings are tricky strings are messy well and strings just feel dirty you know it's not authentic if if you know there's a string attached to it you know if you are in a relationship and your person and you share the same you know love language oh my gosh that's like a match made in heaven like Edward and I have the exact same love language you know my ex-husband 
husband's now my ex-husband, super nice guy, but he and I had completely different love, love languages. And I never knew, I never knew that. I never knew to even notice it and look. So sometimes you have to get out of yourself and get out of your head and get out of what I want, what I need and look and see what the other person needs and see how you can kind of come to a compromise there. Yeah. And that go- totally goes to that whole conversation about mirroring. And a lot of times that if you know that you are lacking for something in a relationship, that a lot of times the best way to actually get that is to turn around and give it to others. And all of a sudden it becomes reciprocated back in the exact form that you were like, why didn't I do this sooner? Right? Because Mm -hmm. people just like all other things, they mirror your emotions, they mirror your reactivity. And if you're reacting, they're reacting. And so if you're looking for A, then give A. And if you're looking for B, then give B. Mm-hmm. I love that. You can even do that with your kids. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. Yeah. Now, yeah. if they're teenagers, then they're going to blow you off. Doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's a thing, right? <laughs> when you're talking quality of love, though, how do we want to tie it into what we do in the yoga world, right? Well, there's a lot of ways that you can look to open the heart chakra. Um, you can create affirmations about love and you can use those in your yoga practice. It's really a powerful way to create that love in your heart. And if you're using an affirmation that's centered around the heart chakra, you can send that love out to not just the people you love and to the person on the mat beside you, but to the people you don't like. You know, that's very powerful. Thousand percent. One of the most valuable lessons I learned maybe six, seven years ago was the power of praying for people who have hurt you instead of praying that you not hurt because of it. Right. But being able to change the language that's coming out of your mindset and your story is going to have a direct effect on your emotions and your energetic well-being. Yeah. Yeah. And praying for the people that hurt you, that's healing. It's so healing because it starts taking away that resentment and that anger. Moving past forgiveness all the Mm -hmm. way through to, you know, the gift of giving it back. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, some of the affirmations that you might use, um, if you were trying to use affirmations during class, you might even say something simple, I am loved or I am loving. If you're a single person and you want a partner, you might say, I am attracting love into my life. And because you always want to say it as if it's already happening. You might, if you struggle with being as kind to yourself as you are to others, you might even try, I love myself and I attract loving relationships. I'm worthy of love. That's a huge one because so many people believe they're loving and they believe they're loved, but deep down, they may not feel like they're truly worthy of love. And so if you're one of those people, I would say, Say, say that one every single day because that can heal a lot of chakras. Yeah. And remember too that the importance of mantra work while we're working on the heart chakra is that vibrational effect, right? And when we're rewriting the neurons and the synapses in the mind, we're rewriting that story. We can change both how we see, give, feel, receive, love. And by using the vibration of mantras, we can work directly on that heart center. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. I love the idea of using mantras. And as we're talking about positive affirmations, another huge use of 
of mantras in the world of the heart chakra is gratitude and gratitude practices, being able to keep that as a heart centered intention, Mm -hmm. because it's hard not to love something that you know is so important to you. And it's a wonderful way to open the heart chakra. And when you focus on the good things in your life and you express gratitude for them, it's a way to cultivate a sense of abundance and positivity and cultivate love because the more grateful you are, the more love you feel. Thousand percent. And when you consider it from a standpoint of um, a gratitude practice, now you're being vulnerable to what is it in your life that you are grateful for, that you appreciate having and or that you know its value because without it, you're less. Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes for us to see that. I mean, we know it because we know, oh my gosh, if that wasn't here, I would feel lost. And we right. know that because we know grief after relationships fall apart. Like these are real true connections and they hurt sometimes when you lose them. And that's how we know that they matter, right? They're pieces of us and we're never without those pieces as those losses happen and they will happen that you're never without that it's a memory you have to be mindful of how to reframe it and it's hard I think right after Christmas somewhere between Christmas and New Year's I had a big fall apart thinking about my dad and I was like why don't I remember you like I want to remember you like I want you to come to my mind where I can see your face again. And I'm like, am I forgetting how to see your face? You know what I mean? Like all these emotions came across and, you know, such a, such a powerful thing. And it's the risk you take in opening yourself up to love is to know that on the other side, there can be grief, but also so many beautiful things can come out of it too. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, some other things in our practice, our yoga practice is practicing self-care and you and I talk about that a lot. And it can really be as simple as just going to a yoga class, going to a restorative class, or even taking a bath, pour yourself a glass of wine, take a bath, turn, put some candles on, go for a walk in nature meditate, something that you can do just for yourself. But I was kind of curious about what are some of some yoga poses that you like, and I'll share some of mine that I like for the heart chakra. Yeah, and I know that you'll probably roll down the heart opening sort of uh, path because it's the most common path to go. But for me, I always think mindful of even sometimes that sort of heart protection. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, like you just referenced that self-care piece, that getting real close to yourself, child's pose, Mm -hmm. things that are very close to the earth and very grounded. Now, fish is a heart-opening pose, and I do feel like it is a very important heart-opening posture. I do think that a happy baby is a great pose for releasing everything on the posterior chain. And anytime we can release tension on the posterior chain, we're going to make it more available for us to be able to put our shoulders back a little further and Mm -hmm. put our heart out a little more. And so I do love them. 
Uh, and I think any sort of inversion where you get to lift your feet off the ground and then look back at yourself and say, I just did that, right? Mm -hmm. That fills a person up. And you talk about being able to love yourself from a very authentic, deep place first so that you're capable of loving others. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yep, I do too. Yeah, and some of the traditional ones, of course, are like camel and dancers and wheel, things like that. But another a protective one I like is not pose. And that's always a nice one. It, it's very much opening the upper back, but it's also closing in and protecting the heart. Um, yeah. You know, another way you can uh, practice the heart chakra or work on the heart chakra in your yoga practice is to practice compassion. And that's just in life. So compassion is a key aspect of our heart chakra. So when we practice compassion, that helps us to cultivate empathy for other people. And that is a way to work on that heart chakra because it's really hard to not feel love if you are donating to charity or helping uh, helping someone across the street or giving a homeless person a coat. It's very hard to not empathy for people that are suffering and that in turn feeds your heart chakra entirely because the the universal condition is compassion and knowing how to be compassionate and as you say it's our job to be empathetic with people around us all mm-hmm. the people around us and mindful that you're protecting yourself as you do that but in that whole concept too is it brings us right back to the basis of all yoga philosophy in the yamas and the niyamas and ahimsa being the greatest of all of them in in the form of nonviolence mm-hmm. and it's not violence to all living things. It's not just the people you like. It's not just your family. And first and foremost, it's yourself, right? Yep. And that's the hard one for Mm -hmm. people, the self, because, you know, I put a post on Facebook last week about being kind to yourself pretty much. And uh, if people would even just think what when they say something negative about themselves, if they would just look at themselves in the mirror and say, would I say that to a, my three-year-old child or my three-year-old grandchild or a three-year-old stranger or even to someone you don't like, would you really say that to someone else? And it's so many times people would never say what they say to themselves. So I love that you brought that up. Um, you know, the last thing that I had that I thought I wanted to mention, and this is a hard one, is practicing vulnerability. Because when you open the heart chakra, you have to open yourself up to being vulnerable. And that's where a lot of people can't get past that. Because when we're willing to be open and vulnerable with others, we create deeper connections and we allow love to flow more freely. And that's opening yourself up to not being loved or not being liked or sharing your thoughts and feelings with others, or being honest about your fears, or your insecurities, or just allowing yourself to be seen and heard. And some people are just like, oh, heck no, I'm not going there. But that's a good practice. And you can start with little baby steps. No, yeah. you don't, you don't, in fact, please start with baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, and a piece to that vulnerability too is anytime we've been hurt or anytime we've felt loss, we are oftentimes very quick to close up and to not allow ourselves to be vulnerable again because we don't want to be hurt again. And it's funny because I've just recently had this conversation with my son because he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going there. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're not going there, but you're also not going to receive anything either. And that's tricky because if we close ourselves off too much, we're going to lose out more than we realize. Open up that heart chakra. Love, love all around you, friends. Mm -hmm. You know what? Another thing people could do that we didn't talk about, if you are struggling to work on the heart chakra, wear rose quartz, wear an emerald, you know, put some neroli or rose oil on. What are some other crystals and oils? You're my crystal oil guru. Green, aventurine, moss agate. There is you know, a number of green stones, jade, there's green appetite. Blue appetite is a little bit different, but you can definitely find it in green forms. There's a lot that you can do. Fluorite has both green and purple in it. It's a beautiful crystal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a thousand percent. And don't Mm -hmm. be shy. Wear them all around your neck. Wear them Mm -hmm. on your heart chakra. Stick them in your bra. Do whatever (laughs) you need to do. I was waiting for you to say, stick them in your bra. Of course. I know. (laughs) (laughs) so get all that good stuff yeah and happy valentine's day to everyone oh yeah happy valentine's day perfect i'm kat khan and i'm tanya rice and this is two pittas on a pod signing off thank you for listening to two pittas on a pod we're grateful you joined us join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis we hope you learned laughed and enjoyed this podcast and we hope you will share your comments or questions Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.